the rules of the house. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. John 14, 2 through 3, KJV. I was looking at this video entitled, This is Absolutely Evil by Booty Bachman. And I couldn't help but see, as these people call themselves challenging God and the dictates that he has set forth as to how his creation is supposed to model themselves, how lost and dead these people truly are. It was also not lost on me that while they were trying to challenge the word of God, they were really only reaffirming how true the word of God really is. So do these celebrities, these lovers of selves, these people of power, those that mock God, keep in mind, God doesn't need me nor anyone else to defend him for he is somewhere laughing at your foolishness. I want you to keep these things that God shared with me in mind. When the day comes, and it will, when you and your child or someone you love slash care about gets ill and doctors send you or you home to die, telling you there is nothing more they can do, will you mock then? Then will you cry out to God? Proverbs 1, 23 through 29. Turn you at my reproof, behold. I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have said it not all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. But God in his mercy sent me and others like me called the children of God to try to reach the reachable and the rest. Well, it won't be long now. So, let me try to explain it where even the most blind and dull of hearing can understand and see. Let's say if you have a place you call home, I would assume there are some prerequisites that people must follow before you allow them in your house, right? Basically what we call the rules of the house. Like a parent who tells their child, as long as you're under my roof, you will not right? Okay. When people come to your house, unless they live there, the only way in is the front door. And I assume when they get there, they are met by someone who either gives them access or denies such. Now, for example, if you don't know that person and they come to the door and ask to you, say, your facilities, they are likely to get a no. Let's say you're having a party and they show up with the wrong attire. 
I'm assuming they will also not be allowed entry. What if they come to the door loud, cursing, threatening violence? They will not get access either. Most people will agree with these things, right? Okay, so if you have rules concerning who gets in your house, why do you think God should be okay with letting in any and everybody into his, his kingdom? With God, it's the same way. He has one door in too, and that door is Jesus Christ. John 10, 6 through 9. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. When people come to enjoy the hospitality of your home, you expect that they keep with some sort of maintenance as well, which may include a little bit of everything, right? Well, looky here. When you know it, God doesn't believe in a tacky house either. For example, let's look at his maintenance plan for cleaning house in the end times. Matthew 13, 27 through 30. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? For whence then have it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. You also, I'm sure, tell these people up front if there are some specific things personal to you that they should not do while in your home. Say if they smoke. They can't bring that into your house. Maybe, maybe you have asthma or Maybe it's a temptation for you because you used to smoke. Guess what? God doesn't allow certain things to go in his house as well. Such as things that he deems unholy because he is holy. 1 Peter 1, 13-16 Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. I'm sure there are also certain activities that are not allowed around you or your children. These things may include I don't know, wearing your birthday suit at the dinner table or doing lines of coke while you're playing pickup sticks. Wouldn't you know it? There are certain activities God doesn't allow around him nor his children either. Galatians 5, 19 through 21, and it reads, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, 
lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow! Who would have thought that God had rules? Especially when these fake pastors and prophets tell you there is more than one way to God, and you can just come and let it all hang out because he loves to love you. And here's another thing I bet you didn't know about God. You don't let people in your house that are strangers, those that you do not know, guess what? <laughs> Neither does God. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus speaking, and it reads, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And then thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You have guests that you have invited to your bridal shower, but if they don't RSVP because they have excuses, why they can't come because they don't care for you or about you, you're not going to cry over it. You're just going to give their seat to somebody else, right? And I'm sure those who didn't bother to show definitely won't be welcome for the wedding. You know what? Turns out God has a clause in his Bible outlining something like that as well. You'll find it in Luke 14, 16 through 26, and it reads, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all went one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Hmm. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Okay. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Wow. Another thing to think about. While your house may be lovely and you may have many different ways to keep your guests entertained, and some may even say or think it would be a privilege to be invited and welcomed into your home. But as fine as you might think it is, let's just take a little peek at what John saw when an angel brought him to get just a glimpse of what God has prepared for those who love him. Revelation. 21 
9 through 27. And there came unto me one of seven angels, which had the seven vials full of, seven last, of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, and on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he called, and he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof and 140 and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second was sapphire, the third a chalidony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth a sardonyx, the sixth sardis, the seventh crystallite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysophorus, the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. Oh my gosh. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So if you don't want God to tell you who you can and can't let into your house, why do you think you get to dictate who shall enter into his kingdom? Except unlike you, when you close your doors to someone, they've got plenty of choices, probably much better than your house. But when God closes his door off to you, the only place you'll be going is to the lake of fire. Mm. Revelation 21, 7 through 8. 
He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And while you're listening to these people telling you your queerness is beautiful and the God they serve doesn't care if you're gay, here's what God promises for them that don't follow his house rules and teaches others that they shouldn't either. Isaiah 5, 11 through 17. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night till wine inflame them. And the harp and the viol, the tambourine and pipe and wine are in their feasts. But they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp. And he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. And the mean man shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humbled. And the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Then shall the lambs feed after their manner, and the waste places of the fat ones shall strangers eat. Just food for thought. I pray ye be not deceived.